welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Rainham K. That's right. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Very much so. Please follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at RMK Madness. That's right. That's right. RMK Madness. So, thank you. Thank you. Hope your week has been well. It's been up and down around here, per use, per use the last couple of months anyway. <laughs> Had a very nice Monday, nice relaxing Monday, leading into some Monday night football, and a very not so relaxing, very busy nonstop Tuesday. As Tom Hanks' character would say in the movie The Terminal, I hate Tuesdays. That was a terrible terrible impersonation, but if you follow me long enough, you know my impersonations are not where it's at for me. Anyway, moving on. Yes, as you know, I record and then I release the next day. And this would be recorded Thursday night. Well, tomorrow, Friday, when you will be listening to this, my loving and adoring fans, all eight of you, <laughs> you will be listening to this on Friday. On Friday, here in my great home state of Colorado, we're going to COVID code red situation. Yeah, but I guess that's not the worst. I guess purple, code purple is the worst, but we're, we're code red. I'm not even sure it's code red or if it's red alert. I, I'm, not, I'm just calling it code red, kind of like the Mountain Dew. And that means dine-in restaurants, no more, no more of that. Just take out and delivery back to that, which is fine with me. Because working in the restaurant industry, that, that, I mean, I feel bad for the people who aren't going to be working. But it's also helpful for me, because I have to keep working, <laughs> that there'll be less people in the damn store. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, that's how that's rolling. That's how that's rolling here. It's getting a little crazy. But, hey, hey, you know me. I'm more than willing to stay home. I'll just keep putting out material and watch a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I love this stuff. If you want to hear me talk a little bit more about it, you can check out my other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, along with all my thoughts on the election, how that's going, and, and you know, social stuff, and just random shit. I think on the last pod, talked some movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pod before that, we talked a little battle bots. What else did we talk about last? Well, we talked about some stuff, you know? So it's a good pod, just a, like a variety hour pod. Feel free to check it out anywhere you find this one. So yes, New Japan Wrestling, and, and speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's amazing to see what crowds in Japan are doing. See, this is how you do it right. Because they're able to let fans come to their wrestling shows, because these fans are perfectly fine wearing masks and being in a third attendance. You know, not a lot of people sitting close to each other, families only, right? And... On top of that, there's a rule where there, no yelling, screaming, was no, you just only clapping. It's amazing how at the height of a wrestling match, when some insane shit is going on, all these Japanese fans are still sitting there just clapping. 
and I've talked about this before and mentioned how eh, there's probably a chunk of Americans who might think that looks like, you know, control and things like that. And, you know, it's just if we could have been more like that here in the United States of America, we might not be so bad off right now. Some people are still out there talking herd immunity. Like, they don't understand, they don't grasp what that truly means. But I digress. And hey, the NBA draft. That was last night. That was Wednesday night. <laughs> that was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. And and see, it's crazy. Because it was kind of fun, kind of interesting to, to keep up on. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going... I really don't, like, I didn't get March Madness, you know? I didn't get my March Madness. And it's it's good. They did the right thing. But normally, I mean, I don't really care that much for college basketball. Collegiate sports in general, and I'll get into that in a second. But with college basketball, I do love, I had to have a deep love for the March Madness tournament. So I always turn into that. But I get a good grasp of some of these players during that March Madness tournament. And without that, I have no idea. I have no idea. I really don't. So it was weird. Because I really wasn't as familiar with these players. So, I don't know. <laughs> but I, it, still a good time. And still excited to see what these rooks do in the coming season. And, you know, the NBA is looking to start in December. We'll see how that goes with everything that's going on with COVID and all of that. So, but I mentioned, you know, I'm not big on collegiate sports. And part of it is, you know, I've never been into college football, really. Maybe it's just I've never found that team. Um, for a while, it was the, the CU Buffs. But I've just, I've always found NFL such more, so much more enjoyable and entertaining. And then as I get older, I realize, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dirtiness in sports, the, the the dirty underbelly, but it's particularly rampant in collegiate sports. And part of that is, I mean, all of these college athletes making all of these people money. And you look at that, but they're not allowed to do anything for themselves. They're not allowed to make money themselves. Now, If you want to make the argument that scholarships and all of this should should be enough for these athletes, that they shouldn't be paid, okay. But I still believe you should take away the rule. that There should be no rule where they can't make money off their own likeness, their own name. That's, that's where I have a, an issue. It's one thing to say, hey, you play for us, you get scholarship, etc., but to say you can't get any money anywhere else, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And you read in USA Today, there's an article by a guy by the name of uh, Kenny Jacoby. And he gets into more of the dirty underbelly of collegiate sports. And how about LSU um, tended to cover up a lot of sexual abuse allegations and I talked a lot about this on that miscellaneous debris pod that I previously mentioned 
Actually, that particular episode is called As Previously Mentioned because I said it about 800 times during that. (laughs) But it's crazy. LSU, they knew what a piece of shit Darius Geis was. And they did nothing. Because they wanted him to help win them football games. And you can look at how it's unfortunate in fantasy and unfortunate that Washington had, you know, bought into him. But fuck all that. This is disturbing on a whole nother level because this should not have gotten past the first victim. There's multiple women suffering from this because LSU looked the other way. But there's a lot of this shit that goes on in sports because win, winning. And I like winning as much as the next person, but come the fuck on. This is disgusting. And again, it sucks all around. It's a, it sucks all around for anyone and everyone that ever believed in Darius, guys. But most of all, it sucks for these fucking women who he's abused. Because it should have been stopped after the first time. It's bad enough for that particular woman. But that nothing was done to stop it from happening again. That's it's despicable. It's disgusting. And sometimes it's hard to wrestle with that as a sports fan. Because I know that shit goes on across sports. But it's very much more rampant like I said I believe in college sports and and I think that's part of been part of you know one of the drawbacks for me when it comes to that so I did yeah I don't know I just you know I first I heard about it on the Dan Libertard show if anybody listens to that with Stugatz I should throw that in there with Stugatz Libertard show with Stugatz and they talked to this writer and just hearing him talk it's like fuck And he said there's so much more to the story, but not everybody would go on record and all of this, and it's just... It's so unfortunate. And, you know, sports is put on as this thing that's just... And particularly collegiate sports, like it's this (laughs) honorable and noble and just great thing. And there's so much of that. It just, it's, and it kind of makes me sick because we, 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 we all love the sports. But that dirty underbelly, ugh, ugh. Anyway, I digress once again, back to fantasy. So as we see, again, here in Colorado, they're tightening the COVID restrictions. They're tightening COVID restrictions around the country and in the NFL. They're going to do more testing, it seems, and and hopefully going to be much more vigilant. It sounds like we'll see what it all means. But, uh, hey, we got to be ready for week 11 regardless because it's coming. And it started all on Thursday. That's right. Oh, it was some big shit. That's right. And you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kelly Stafford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Matthew Stafford's wife 
went on a rant on Instagram pertaining to what she called a dictatorship in Michigan because of the restrictions they were they were placing putting in place. She later on went on to apologize and said, I'm just tired, of it just sucks, and my friend is losing her small business, and I just was lost in the moment, dictatorship was a wrong choice of words, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course it fucking was, you idiot. We're not going to feel bad for saying this either. It, it, come the fuck on. Sounds to me like she might be a Trumper. And if she is, she probably doesn't like it when other people throw the word dictator around when referencing Trump. But you see, Trump has shown actual dictatorship-type behaviors. I'm not sure if it's like dictatorial or... not sure what the word is with that. But he's crazy. Trump. Yes, Trump. You suck, you jackass. He sucks. (laughs) And so, if you're listening to that kind of stuff, then yeah... Of course, this is going to seem like dictatorship type shit. And and then I'm on Twitter and people talking about lockdowns don't work and all that. And it's just like people talking about her to me again, again. I just I digress. If you want to hear more of my thoughts and me just completely implode over that kind of shit, check out my miscellaneous debris podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Week week eleven. Here we come. And we started off with the Thursday night football. You had Arizona at Seattle. I did pick Arizona to win this game. They did come up short. They were driving at the end of the game. Looked like they might be able to tie it, but they did not. Seattle takes it 28-21 to thanks to a few scores from the offense, a couple of field goals, and a safety, would you believe? Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals, not very good. All, all, all around, Arizona kind of disappointing. I mean, Kyler Murray threw a couple of touchdowns, and he even he didn't get a shit ton of rushing yards. And, hey, Fitz led the receivers. I really thought it would be a Christian Kirk game, but no, Fitz led the receivers. Eight targets, or I'm sorry, eight catches, 62 yards. And then Chase Edmonds got a TD uh, to save the day because he did little otherwise. And same thing with Kenyon Drake. He was just absolute. And then Dan Arnold caught a touchdown. Good for him. Now, for the Seahawks, I didn't believe uh, the running game would be very good without Chris Carson. And I would say it's not great. But Carlos Hyde was solid. 14 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. And then Bo Scarborough with 10 carries for 42 yards. Where the fuck did he come from? Where the fuck? Anyway. Anyway, is there, like... Sounds like a very large plane. Or helicopter. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I'm getting distracted by outside noises. We continue. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf both catch a, a touchdown. Lockett went 9 for 67 with that TD, and Metcalf for 3 for 46. And, hey, they got it done. They got it done. And, you know, hey, that sucks because initially I really was going to pick the Seahawks, but I'm just like, I just felt like Arizona was just rolling and that Seattle's defense was just not going to be good enough to, to stop that momentum. And, hey, there we go. They slowed him. They slowed him enough, and Russell did some damage, and there you go. That's the game. 21-28. to 28. Seattle wins it. So, 
we move on to the rest of the week 11 prognosis. All right, the madness of week 11, the madness. Uh, let's get into the prognosis. First of all, the buys, by weeks, we got Buffalo, Chicago, New York Giants, San Francisco. San Francisco could probably really use that shit. And then, you know, we may see Mitch Trubisky back for Chicago after the bye week. Nick Foles got banged up, and it sounds like even if he's healthy, they could be looking at a quarterback change. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But with his beat up, you know, that offensive line, maybe Mitch with his mobility, maybe he's a better choice for the rest of the year. I don't know. I guess we could could find out. But that kind of begins a theme throughout week 11 where we're actually seeing some new starting quarterbacks. And, you know, reserves coming in to take over for injured starters. A bit of a mini QB carousel. The reserves. The QB reserves coming in for some action. So, we get into the early games first of all. We got Cincinnati at Washington, that's right. I've got the Bengals winning this one, 23-17. Since these offense is uh, better off here than they were last week. I think Gio, if there's no Joe Mixon, will be able to have a better game than he did last week. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd should be able to count on them. Joe Burrow seems to like them dudes a lot. <clears throat> they're, they're at that weekly start point. Uh, same with Terry McLaurin, which should be obvious. And, and Antonio Gibson. Um, I am keeping an eye out for Bryce Love when he returns. I'm interested to see if they kind of do anything with him at all. They may or may not because they do seem to like Antonio Gibson a lot, but they also seem to like J.D. McKissick. This is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but, hey, Antonio Gibson's still getting his points, but it, it does look like you can also play your J.D. McKissick because you got to love that guy. Logan Thomas. I don't know why I keep doing that. <gasps> It's not because I'm, like, short on breath or anything. I promise I'm okay. I guess I'm trying to be extra dramatic tonight. I don't know. I really don't. But I do think we could see a little bit of Logan Thomas in this one. But it feels like I say that just about every week, doesn't it? Yes, moving on to the next game. Atlanta at New Orleans, 31-33. to I've got the Falcons upsetting the Saints in what will be Jameis Winston's first game for them as quarterback because Drew Brees is going to be out with some time. He's fucked up. He's got all sorts of injuries, ribs broken, lung punctured, fucking something wrong with the sh- He's dinged the fuck up. So we get the Jameis Winston show. Surely we'll see a little Taysom Hill sprinkled in, maybe more so than normal. I hope not, but we'll see. And I do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So I think you could play your studs for both games. I realize the Saints defense has been playing rather well. But I do think we could see a turnover or two from Mr. Winston. And I don't think he'll play terribly. It's just, you know, first game for the new team. I could see him, you know, having a few slips. And it gives us Jameis Winston, you know. But he also claims he got to eyesight corrected or was that last offseason I can't even fucking remember 
<laughs> I can't remember now. That, that might be a, a too old of a story. So we might just ignore what I've said the past 15 seconds. Moving on. <laughs> but I don't think uh, the Falcons get falconed here. I think they'll be, they're able to get a little bit of a lead and hold it. Even against the New Orleans Saints. So, moving on to the next game. Turn the page, turn the page. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. And, you know, it's another one of those road games for Pitt where, Ben, there does seem to be a difference. But at Jacksonville, is just not enough. And I know we thought this about Dallas, but Dallas, they actually got some good players. I mean, not that Jacksonville doesn't. I do like G- DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel when he's healthy. And I love me some James Robinson. But they are lacking a lot of talent. So I do see it as another big day for the Steelers' offense. I think Connor, James Connor, is going to get loose in this one. And then, of course, you got all the receivers. You know who to play. You know who to take a chance on. You're going to play your Juju and Deontay, and most are at the point of playing Claypool so far. And as long as they're all healthy, that should be about the order. So you're going to play them. Now, James Robinson, the aforementioned, is a little bit banged up. But we'll see if he's good to go versus that Pitts D. Now, they can, they're pretty good, but they can be run against. And James Robinson just might be the man who can do it if he's healthy enough to go because the rest of that running back room is pretty empty. Pretty empty. And I'm starting him regardless. And, of course, flex you some DJ Chark if you need. If he's one of your top receivers, then play, play him. He'll be fine. I know it's Pittsburgh, so temper your expectations. But he should be fine. Next, you have the... New England Patriots, who looked much better last week against the Houston Texans, who just, you never know with them. <laughs> you just don't. I got the Pats actually winning this one 20-13. I do think they may have found some mojo last week. And if they can just keep that going, you fire up Damian Harris if he's healthy, even if Sony Michelle returns. Yes, that's right. And then Jacoby Myers. I'm liking him more and more by the week. And I was kind of in, into him last year, but then he kind of disappeared. Not a lot seen from him this year. And, you know, the offense has been rough overall. But since Julian Edelman went down, he's been getting a lot more run, as you've seen. And I do believe you can roll out Duke Johnson again if he is uh, good enough to go because he was a little sick, apparently not COVID-related. And you, you just I don't know if you can trust the other wide receivers other than Will Fuller because you got to play Will Fuller because with him, it's, you know, one play and he's got you some points a lot of times. <laughs> so you, you can't sit Will Fuller. Fuck no. So Cook's... Cobb could be a little iffy. Houston offense is just very up and down. It struggles, and then it might have a game where it can put us a point. It's just, I don't know. That team needs a lot of fucking work. They got no draft. It's just a shame. It's a shame what Bill O'Brien did to them. Motherfucking Texans. Moving on. <clears throat> Philadelphia at Cleveland. I've got the Browns winning this one, 23-20. I really do like Cleveland here. I, I think they're a different team with Nick Chubb back. I think Baker Mayfield's going to get a little more comfortable. Nick Chubb makes a difference. Not that Kareem Hunt wasn't fine without him, but this two-headed monster is something else. And... So, I like Chubb and Hunt here, and I do think Rashad Higgins actually is going to be the lead leader and wide receiver for the Browns and Mr. Baker Mayfield. That's right. 
<laughs> so, looking for this game. Browns put a little points up. Philly will probably do their thing where they make a little bit of a comeback in garbage time. I do think Miles Sanders has a solid game, and it being a second game back, it should help the Philly offense a little bit. But it's just they seem to struggle, and I just I can't trust Carson Wentz anymore, man. But he seems to get it to Travis Fulgham. I think he'll have a bounce-back game, but they just don't have enough to win. And, hey, I like Jalen Rager in this one as well. And I just wonder... At any point, are we going to see Jalen Hurts? I know it seemed as though he was more maybe one of those that needed to sit for a year, but at this point, could we see him? I think, just keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. Detroit or Carolina. I've got Carolina winning this one, 27-23. Stafford, Galladay are banged up, as is Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. They did like, and now... DeAndre Swift. So what do you do? What do you do here? I'm sure Stafford and the Lions, they got a good enough offense. If whatever, Whichever of them are healthy, maybe they can put up a little bit of a fight. But I think Carolina's going to bounce back from their ugly game last week, even though, even though no Teddy. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to amend this really quick. If they play Phillip Walker, P.J. Walker, if they play P.J., I got faith. Because that dude's mobile. can move around. We've already seen what Will Greer can do in the NFL. And it's not good. But apparently right now it's a competition. If it's Will Greer, get the fuck out of here. If it's P.J. Walker, I'm trusting that Carolina offense. I think Mike Davis has a good way. A good way. (laughs) I know. It's terrible. A good day, regardless. But I believe... Very strongly that if P.J. Walker plays, D.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie, they'll be fine as well. Moving on to the next one. Oh, come on. <laughs> you got the Titans at the Ravens. And they do have Baltimore, 30-24. to And this is a game where both of these teams really need this win. Tennessee's on a bit of a skid. Baltimore needs a pick-me-up game. And the Titans just haven't been the same in weeks. Offensive line issues. It's just the offense in general hasn't been good enough. And and Baltimore's going to be angry. They're going to be angry. They lost to the Patriots. I do think Tennessee, for for them, King Henry, you got to play him. Obviously, you're going to play him. And I think he'll be okay. And I think he'll be okay. And if I do think A.J. Brown will be okay. But after that, it gets dicey because this Baltimore defense is tough. And as as for the Baltimore offense, it's at this point, I can't trust anyone. I mean, Lamar, if you're playing him. But who do you go without a running back? You don't know which one could strike. You know, when there's all three of them, it's a mess. When Mark Ingram was out, you could play Gus Edwards and you could play J.K. Dobbins. They were both solid flex plays. Now, what the fuck do you do? Probably avoid it. Probably avoid it. And then just the passing game. I mean, sure, you could trot Willie Sneed out there if you want. And that might not be a bad play. But at some point, Hollywood will have a good game. But you can't just rely on that. He's not done any. It's just kind of a mess. Like, they could still put up points, but it's not like, you know, Mark Andrews is your one guy. But even he's not had the year. He was having the, this offense is not the same. It's a little worrisome. A little bit, yeah. 
but still. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about him. It's a bit. It's it's worrisome, and you really don't. You really don't know who to play. Again, you, you could trot Willie Sneed out there. He's been somewhat consistent recently. <laughs> I I don't know. Fucking Baltimore's offense. Come on, boys. Moving on to the late games we go. We have the Jets at the Chargers. <sighs> 28 to 13. Chargers take this one. I think they finally get a win. Herbert's going to just torch the Jets through the air. And I, I just don't, I don't have that much faith in Kalen Balage. And unless, until Austin Eckler comes back, it, it, it's pretty evident they don't want to give Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly, the lead role. And so we're going to get Kalen Balage with Joshua Kelly sprinkled in. And I just, maybe Balage has another solid day, but I, I can't do it with him. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Balazs, really? Over Joshua Kelly? It stinks. But you never know. Maybe this game they roll reversal and Joshua Kelly's tearing it up while Kalen Balazs is struggling. You never know. You never, never know. But I do think it's more through the air regardless. And Herbert gets a few TDs and it's a good team win for the Chargers. More Going downhill for the Jets, I do think LaMichael P. Ryan, they keep promising more touches and all of this and all of this. I think this week it finally comes, and it's another Flacco game. Darnold's going to be out, so I got my eyes on Mims because I want to watch how he continues to progress and play, and it's just unfortunate. I, I just Flacco's not the QB that's going to be able to. Brashad Perryman now with Flacco He's probably going to get a little bit. Not that not that Mims won't get something and have an okay day. But I, I just, I think next year is really the year we're going to be able to see Denzel Mims take off. That's my opinion. Just my opinion. Moving on to the next game, Miami at Denver. Oh, so sad for the poor hometown Denver Broncos. They lose this one 24-14. Miami's going to win another. Tua's going to play solid. Par Devontae Parker's going to just say, Hi, don't forget about me. I'm going to have a day. I'm going to have a day today. And then they got uh, Saban Ahmad, who I was not particularly impressed with as a prospect, his profile, anything like that. Uh, but he's played well. He's played well. However, I would also point out Matt Breed is coming back. And if they would at least give Matt Breida some run, if he's healthy, dude should be a solid back. Now, this is the thing with Breida. He can't stay healthy. But come on, man. Get it going. This is your chance. This is your chance. There's no one in front of you except for, because they, they Miles Gaskins on IR. They got rid of Jordan Howard. No one's in front of you except for Salvan Ahmad. Come on, Breida. Get you some. The Denver Broncos, they're just falling apart. Injuries all over the place. Stinks. I mean, I'm not a huge Broncos fan or anything, but it stinks to see the hometown team struggling. Locke is questionable. Jerry Judy's questionable. Against this Miami defense who's been playing well and is ranked decently. Like, they're, the Denver offense is, I, I just, I, I see a rough day for the Denver offense. 
they're going to have a tough time rushing the ball. Whoever's playing quarterback is going to have to throw it. They may or may not have Jerry Judy. He has been limited practicing. So we'll see. But I see it as another rough day for the Broncos. (sighs) Sorry, Denver. Next game is Dallas at Minnesota, my old neighborhood team. Now, not not my actually home team because I never lived in Minnesota, but living in Iowa, they have no team. And I went through this before. <laughs> at one point, I was really into the Vikings. And I still got a little spot for them in my heart. And they have been turning it on lately. And I could see where this is a game where Dallas, Dallas could definitely bounce back and take out the Vikings because I don't think the Vikings are anything super impressive but I do think that's not the week for Dallas because when it comes down to it their defense is still it's a shit show right so I got Minnesota winning this one 31 to 21 Dallas does put up a bit of a fight but they just aren't going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook and I do think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to make some plays to both his boys Thielen and Justin Jefferson and when it comes to Dallas. It sounds like they're going to get Andy Dalton back to be the starter. And believe it or not, despite what he looked the last you saw him, I think this is a good thing for the Dallas offense. I think this is a good thing for Zeke. I think he bounces back. I think the receivers are going to be able to make some plays. Particularly got my eyes on Michael Gallup because if you've seen, when Dalton plays, he tends to like him some Gallup. So, something to keep an eye on. Was that all I had for that game? <laughs> I just do. I there's something about it, a that just bothers me about this game because I'm picking the Vikings, and I haven't done a lot of that all year. But they're actually looking good and doing some winning, so I'm kind of like okay. And Dallas. You just feel like there's too much talent on that team not to turn it around at some point, right? I mean, because they could still win that division. (laughs) As crazy as that fucking sounds, they still could. So, it, and I, I do. I like Andy Dalton. I'd like to see him, you know, play well so he could potentially, you know, get a job somewhere else. He's no Dak Prescott, though. So it's going to be tough, particularly with that Dallas D, who has played a little better recently. So we're going to see how this goes. But right now, I'm calling Minnesota. (laughs) Next, Green Bay at Indianapolis. That's right. I had a tough time with this one. I really did because I feel like, you know, Green Bay has a game every once in a while where they just kind of flunk out. But most of the time, they're tough to stop. Now, the question always is, how much will Green Bay's defense allow the other team in? And so this is a situation where Green Bay goes on the road to a very good Indianapolis team whose defense should be able to slow the pack down. But I just think that the Packers' offense is going to be too potent. While I do like the Colts' defense and it's right up there, I wouldn't put it on the same level as the top ones in the NFL quite yet. But on the other hand, ever since they got their boy Darius back, it's you know that helps a lot. So, 
I do have Green Bay winning this one, 24 to 23. I think they're going to pull it off, maybe a last-second field goal, last-second touchdown. But I think it's going to be hard for them. I think they'll be able to do one of those things. It's one another one of those Packer-type games where they come out and they score a touchdown too quick. And then they don't do shit for, like, three quarters. Like, till like, towards the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. And then they'll come out and get some more points to win the game. Some crazy shit like that. That's what I see. And I know the indie defense, how tough it is. But I, I just think they're not going to be able to contain them. And I think you're going to be able to play your Aaron Jones. I mean, you're going to play him regardless. But when it comes to the receivers, aside from Devontae Adams, I'm okay playing MVS again. He's been hooking up with him lately, looking for him deep. That connection's been working. And Aaron Rodgers is always good with the deep passes. So, MVS, I like him. As far as Indy on offense is concerned, this would seem like a prime matchup for Jonathan Taylor. They don't seem uh, to be totally into Jonathan Taylor right now. And let's face it. Oh, no. Oh, no. My speaker's running out of battery. Oh, no. Right at the end. (laughs) Oh, no. That's all right. We'll shut it off in a second. So. You look at that and it just, it's hard to play, it's hard to be comfortable trusting in him, even in a great matchup. Sorry. Naheem Hines, on the other hand, they seem to like a lot and they seem to be using him, giving him a little juice. He's great at catching passes. So I do think Philip Rivers could rely on him a lot because I do think he'll struggle a little bit through the air in this one. Packers got a little bit better of a secondary. Um, bit above average. So, moving on to the next game. And then we'll shoot this for Kansas City at Las Vegas. 37-22 KC because they're going to come in for a beat-down revenge game on the fucking Vegas Raiders. That's right. They're going to roll those Raiders. Sorry, Raider Nation. That's what's going down. So, play your KC studs. Which you probably doing anyway. And have no fear for Josh Jacobs. I, th- I think he still has a solid game. But they, they, otherwise, I'm, I'm not so interested. I mean, Darren Waller, you can probably throw. I mean, you're probably playing him again anyway. But the one I would be considering throwing out there would be Henry Ruggs. Because I do think the Raiders are going to have to score. So they're going to take their fucking shots against the Chiefs. And... I'd be almost willing to bet. Let me check this one more time. But I do think there's a chance that Ruggs gets a few big ones. Right? Has a bit of a game. Last game against KC, he had two catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need more of that if they want to try and keep up, up with the Chiefs. And they're not going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. But they're going to try. And that's how they're going to try. By hitting that Henry Ruggs. So play that motherfucker. DFS. I'm telling you. Throw that motherfucker. I should really get into more DFS. You know, I have quite thought about that. That's a good thought. I will have to ponder that some more. The DFS, yes. Please have your attention. The store will be closing in five minutes. Or so. 
Yeah, it's about that time. Close up shop. Get out of here. You know me. I want some food and some sleep. And really, I want to watch some, some New Japan Pro Wrestling while I eat. And probably while I fall asleep. But in between those two things, you're going to play me a little more Hunt Showdown. <sighs> it's been a little, little, I guess, disappointing. No, not disappointing. It's just it hasn't been the same. They had this Halloween event going on, and there was pumpkins everywhere. If you don't know this game, it is a fun-ass game. Okay. It's like a Wild West type. You're cowboy. And I know what you're going to say. Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Blah, 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 blah. But no. It's, it's quite different, my friends. It's, you're these hunters, but you're like cowboys. It's western type stuff. And there are zombies, and there are special kinds of zombies. And then there are monsters, and these monsters have bounties. And so, you go into a level, and you have to deal with zombies, the specialty zombies, and then you have to make your way to a bounty, kill this monster to get the bounty, and then make your way out of there. All along the while, there are other hunters, other players, trying to do the same thing as you. It's a crazy game. I love it so much. But they had a Halloween event going on, and so they had pumpkins and scarecrows with pumpkins and different pumpkin-themed stuff. And if you got the pumpkins, they've collected them throughout the level. You got you got to unlock certain things. and you got It, it was just a blast. And now that the event's over, it's kind of a bummer. A bummer, that's a word I was like. It's just been kind of a bummer. It's just been not the same. So I'm whining about it. But, but, that being said, enjoy yourselves this weekend. Really, really do. And, you know, we've got Thanksgiving coming up next week. It's fucking here already. It's going to be a crazy last little bit of 2020 between how serious COVID gets and, uh, you know, <laughs> this last little bit of Trump's presidency. So it's going to be wild. Let's all band together, be as safe as we possibly can, and get through this shit. You know? You know? I know I'm serious about that DFS stuff. It, it, anybody listening, feel free to holler at me on Twitter and let me know if you want me to get into DFS chatter more next year, because I'd be more than happy to. Definitely been playing more this year, so I have to get more into that. I really do enjoy it. <sighs> hey, it's been a good show. Good long show. So let's go ahead and get the hell out of here. That's right. <sighs> ah, thank you so much for joining me and listening. I do greatly appreciate it. All of you. Again, all eight of you. <laughs> and, hey, don't forget... On Saturday, perhaps Sunday, this weekend before the games start, check out my infirmary report, talking all the injury news and whatnot. Check that out on playerprofiler.com. You can also find it on Twitter when it is released under my shit. So follow me, follow me, at RMK Madness. That's right. And thank you again, again, again for joining me. It's been fun. Fantasy Madness. Mad Chatter Ryan MK. That's right. And we will let you go for now. So make sure, as always, to stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad, because all of the best of us are. That's right. And good luck this weekend to everyone for the foosball, the fantasy foosball. Very much good luck. 
and we will chat again soon. Until then, ta-ta. Laters. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.